Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. And it's Easter and it's Jesus' birthday. Well, Gabriel Jesus anyway. A very happy 21st to him. And to discuss a great performance and a great win against Everton that puts us one win away from another Premier League title. And also to discuss two important, critical, vital, exciting games coming up. That's against Stretford in the league at the weekend. And before that, the away leg of the Champion League's quarter-final against the Red Scousers on Wednesday. I have three guests. Journalist, author and all-round good egg, Stuart Brodkin, who's just broken his microphone. What are you doing? We did. Leave that on the floor. Just, I want to talk to you, actually, Stuart, because okay. I think I thought of you. We have just recorded a special 50th anniversary. What happened 50 years ago in May? We won the league in, in, the, in 1968. And you were there? I was there. And we've just had a special recording. Uh, our good friend Nick Goldstone put us in touch with his uncle, his uncle Phil. And I took my recorder out, and uh, afterwards I thought it's sort of thing that you could have sat in on as well, to be fair. We, got, we had him and Roger Reed, and we had a good time, and that will be going out at some stage over the next few weeks. To, uh, Looking forward to hearing it. It's an hour-long special. Um, and uh, also with us, MCFC pragmatist, nephew of the author Phil Goldstone, and all-round good egg, Nick Goldstone. Hello. Hi, Nigel. And finally, City season ticket holder, real ale enthusiast, and all-round Easter egg, Dave Hodgson. Hello, Nigel. Uh, so, listen, uh, can we start with the fact that the Man City show is back for the season by Ladbrooks? Um, uh, go to bet.citypodcast.net for exclusive specials and promotions. And let's start, having done that, thank you, Ladbrooks, we appreciate it every week, uh, with the Everton game. This season, we are running out of superlatives to describe such dominant performances, but, but, but try for us. Please come up with some new words, new descriptions for what was a dominant performance again, David. We're looking peerless. That's the word I'm going to go with. Peerless. We haven't had, do you know, we have not had peerless before. That's a new one. I do try. But um, no, we 
dominate possession. We've got used to that. We stretched the opposition. We've got used to that as well. And once again, the opposition had no answers. I thought after half an hour, this could be any number. And, you know, we were we were merciful. So, you know... Peerless and merciful. <laughs> those two. Now, I don't think we've had either of those words. You are an author, yeah, and you are a broadcaster. You ever ever use any of those words before yeah, in any of you? Peerless in, a, in anything? No. But no. I thought that had something to do with Wigan. Peerless, but never mind. <laughs> um, I thought we were brilliant. Um, I, I, I watch games now, and I'm I'm not worried at any point um, that we might lose. Uh, it's a fantastic feeling to have, and it's very odd because watching City over the years, as I have done, it's you're never comfortable 2-0, 3-0, something was going to go wrong. But this team is completely, completely different. And long may it continue. Nick Golster. Had we only seen the first goal, which was a thing of beauty, it would have, it would have been enough. But there was more. It was equally good. It was phenomenal. I don't know whether I've used that word before, but it was phenomenal. I think we've had phenomenal. And in fact, phenomenal keeping it in the family, my cousin Clive mentioned to me today... So we've had your uncle, we've had you, it, and you we'll have the whole family yeah, by the end of he, the, yeah. he thought it was probably our best performance of the season. Clive thought it was that... So, and he's Clive, a, he, he's, he's a City he's fan, a, is he? He's a diehard. He doesn't go to many games, but he's a big, he's a big fan. Big fan, <laughs> and he reckons it's the best. I mean, I, I suppose you could argue that actually maybe the first half hour pro- probably was, wasn't it? I mean, it, I can't think of many performances where we dominated like that, scored a couple of cracking goals. Uh, Everton, Everton had 19% possession. Fernandinho had 14% possession, I believe. <laughs> I think Fernandinho had more passes than the Everton team combined. Something I think like is, that, I, I read yeah. that in one of the in one of the press. I mean, just, but they just haven't been bad. I mean, they've taken twenty one points from the last uh, ten home games out of thirty. So they're not a poor team at home. They're not a great team, but they're not they're not rubbish. And at the start of the season, I remember sitting in this very studio by this very microphone and Everton were being talked about because of the investment if you remember one of the teams who okay they probably weren't going to be top four but they were going to be one of those teams who were going to be kind of top of the of the second division if, you, if that makes sense yeah. within the Premier League and we know it's kind of all gone we we're going to go down Allardyce seems to have probably kept them up that, that's obvious um, I don't think Everton fans were very happy one thing that gave me huge pleasure and we've talked about this a few times as well is the fact that I've seen lots of clips on social media of the Everton fans applauding City off the mm. pitch. Now, some cynics will say it's because we're playing Liverpool this week, so it could be that. But I, I'm pretty sure it was the sort of football they saw us playing, and 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 people like to watch good football, and and people are seeing that every game now with with City. It's the, it's you, peerless. It's peerless, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. It's, you, it's peerless. Yes. You expect uh, the, the top teams in any given league to have the the lion's share of possession. Sometimes you see teams not being able to really do anything with that, and so much for me comes down to the fact that we have David Silva who can cha- who can change a game in the blink of an eye, and Kevin De Bruyne who can change the game in the blink of an eye, and those two can work together. So with that possession, we're not only dominating such that the opposition are restricting the number of chances. Most of that possession is dangerous. They know it's dangerous and they have to take positions as if we're about to do something. And that really limits the way an opposition can play. Who impressed you particularly, Stuart? I mean, Sane's goal was outstanding and, and he's getting a lot of the plaudits as well just because of the influence he has out on, wide on the flank. It was yeah. But he popped up everywhere. He popped up in the middle, on the right, 
He keeps to the wing. He, he stays very, very wide. That's what Guardiola wants him to do most of the time. And it makes the pitch so big. Players wander over to where the ball is. If you watch a game from um, behind the goal, you'll notice on a, on a goal kick, when, when the ball goes into one corner of the, of, the ground, of the pitch, all the players move over. But Sane, I, I don't know what the other players are doing, but Sane just stays where he is. He stays anchored in that position. And it, the width that that produces is amazing. But if you're watching, and he deals with it. You know, he, he uses it. Sorry. If you watch an under-9s game, they all follow the yes, ball. Yes, they do. Is that but what it's the saying? same. So. If you watch a Premier League game from behind the goal or from above, you will see the same thing happening. But the, and it's, it's natural to go where the ball is. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's, it's a classic case of the winger being told just to stand on stay the touchline, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Chalk hug, on your boots. Hug the touchline. Hug the touchline. But for the second goal, for the... The um, the breakaway goal, the run from Sané into the centre, picks the ball up, couple of touches on the volley, that knocks it amazing. across, yeah. knocks it over. I mean, what a what a goal that it was! was. Peerless. <laughs> I think we've got a title for this week's podcast, yes. haven't we? Here, I think. Do you think it could be? Unless something else exciting happens, I think. I think I we're sorted. Really. Can I just go back to what I said before about not being worried watching City? We are slaying all our sort of uh, bogeymen. We, you know, a wet. Monday night at Stoke, we pissed it. Um, Everton away was always thought of as being a very difficult game for us, and it was last season. But this team is different. Arsenal away, do we ever win at Arsenal? 3 0 this season. You know, we're, we're beating all those, but the only one we've got left is Liverpool away. We'll come on to that. Yes. <laughs> um, so, talking about the Everton game, the one thing that worried me slightly, because I struggle a bit to find negatives, was the sort of the left back situation we know obviously Mendy's injured we've tried Delph he did a great job been injured got suspended we've then had uh, Sinchenko Danilo's tried it is uh, and then we had Laporte what I thought was quite amusing of course was we've had a midfielder playing at left back most of the season no one batted an eyelid we then move a defender to left back and everybody's going completely ballistic uh, but how do you think he did in terms of not his natural position he's a, he's a centre-back generally how do you think Laporte did I thought he did fine, but it was one of those games that was almost over before it began, and the the defence weren't under a huge amount of pressure, really. I mean, to be honest, you know, the only couple of minutes of pressure that Everton had during the whole match, they managed to score a goal out of, which was a bit of a shame, although it didn't really matter. Um, But, you know, how did he do? It's hard to tell, I think. The, The opposition weren't really up to much. Uh, so there, it, it, the whole of the defence weren't really under pressure. Um, it, 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 I, I would struggle to determine whether he's a great left back or not based on that performance. Were you worried, Dave, when you saw the team selection? Were you one of the people that said, oh, could have done with a, someone who's used to playing left back? But having said that, Zinchenko isn't a natural left back either, of course, is he? He's also been a, adapted to play in that position. I suppose... I was I was quite happy when I saw it because the one thing Everton have always traditionally done is rely heavily on Baines and Coleman at fullback to give them natural width and to get the opposition on the back foot, make their wingers consider whether they want to bomb forward because they they also have to deal with the threat the threat from the fullbacks. When you've got Sane and Sterling, you're getting width. You don't so much need that from the fullbacks. Laporte, I thought, did a did a, a, a very good job defensively. Not that there was that much to do. When he got forward, I felt he, he was reluctant to cross, which is perhaps understandable and also understandable given we don't have a great deal of height in the middle. 
I thought he did a good job. He contained people well, but I wouldn't say um, I wouldn't say that given the way Guardiola likes to use his fullbacks, that's necessarily a good move. But given the way Everton play, I think it's it's not a not a bad idea. It, I mean, I, I actually think that he's used his fullbacks less in attack than I expected this year as a whole. Um, I don't think that our, you know, just, I guess it's partly because we haven't had the left back that we wanted to have there. Yeah. Um, but I've always got the feeling that Walker hasn't, this isn't um, a criticism of him. There are other, there are others that you could make of him, but he hasn't contributed to the attack as much as I thought that he might in the way that we used to see Pablo Zabaleta always overlapping, always being the extra man on the right hand side. That's not quite what Walker has done this year. I don't think we've got, we've had that down the left either. Well, we haven't. Uh, and I think you made really the point because factor in, in our in our game because Mendy's obviously not not played yeah. in that situation. You talked about you talked about Walker and, and you had some other because I say we're finding problem we're finding difficulty finding negatives to say where else would you maybe criticize well Walker? i think he's been a bit inconsistent if anyone has in the in recent weeks he's started to get a bit of the stones disease and has had a bit of a poor patch for the last couple of months i think um but actually if i go i mean it's interesting we could talk about it a little bit when we get to the liverpool game but the one time we did see a left back really contributing and I actually watched the highlights this afternoon was the home game <laughs> Uh, the Liverpool game, once they'd had the man sent off, virtually everything went down our left-hand side from Mendy. I thought Laporte got caught out a little bit for that cross that Balassi headed over the bar. But I mean, it's his, I don't know if he's played left-back at um, his previous club, I'm not sure. But I think he's an intelligent footballer. Um, we're going to talk about Liverpool a bit later on, so maybe he won't be playing in that position. So before we get to Liverpool then, any other reflections? We, we've talked about um, the Sane volley. We've obviously had the, the birthday boys header and then Sterling's goal as well. Anything particularly to pick out of, of, of those? Just s- speed and swift movement and counter-attacking and all that stuff that we've seen so many times. It's just peerless to watch, isn't it, really? It's probably something... Well, it's something we've probably said every week this we season. We haven't said peerless any week. <laughs> What do you mean, something? So we've never ever said peerless at all. If you want, I can do a word of a week regularly, so I can That'd send you a little brilliant. calendar. Yeah. It would be brilliant. We'd love that. But um, what, what I was going to say is, I don't think I've seen a more dominant um, performance from Fernandinho. That game he controlled, yeah. and he's done it time and time again this season. And he's so important to the way we play. But I just felt uh, that game, he called the shots. And because he provides that platform, so much of the sort of artistry that came thereafter was possible. And it was a wonderful performance from him. Yeah, I mean, we'd had a big break before that game. And I think we talked a couple of weeks ago about, you know, would it be a good thing or a bad thing? Obviously, it turned out to be to be a good thing. I don't know what happened to Everton over those weeks and how many games they played. But I, it, it, that game, actually, that, that felt more like an end, a sort of early May it doesn't really mean very much game for Everton, quite frankly. Um, I thought they were pretty hopeless. All right, listen, on that note, let's take a quick break. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. 
Welcome back. Let's talk then about the first leg of the Champions League quarter-final, uh, away at Liverpool, away in the first leg, which has been seen as a positive thing. Uh, can we start with selection first? Because we've obviously got then the Stratford game at the weekend and, and lots of chat about is he going to play his best 11 in both games? Does it depend what happens in the first leg? doesn't really matter whether we, we win or lose or even draw at the weekend but I guess getting a result or keeping a clean sheet kind of is important on Wednesday against Liverpool so thoughts about selection first Stuart what, what, what thoughts have you had how's he going to line up here only Pep knows of course but it's always good to speculate well, Wednesday night we're talking about yeah yeah um, I think the only query is possibly at left back um is it? Lots of, lots of other decisions to make, I would have thought, as well. But well, I you, think start, you can start at left-back. There's plenty of others I can put on the table. I think, I think he'll play his absolute strongest team. Obviously, Aguero's not going to be made, be fit. Um, he, probably, he could well play the same team. Same team as against could Everton. Be, yeah. All right. Is, is that your view, Dave? I think he's unlikely to spring any major surprises because there's, there's sort of two dynamics to this. Number one... Liverpool are kind of made out to be this wonderful thing, but ultimately it comes down to pace. What they re- what they do is they hit you quickly and they're quite relentless. The uh, well, quite relentless. They are relentless. Um, they have you know Salah, Firmino, Mane, very quick players. We saw particularly when we went to Anfield, but also for the first twenty minutes of the home game this season. When they attack, they can really go for you. Otamendi was very much caught out that time. It's not just about having. Quick players, you know, your walkers, your Danilo might not be a bad option at left-back, given the pace we need there. But also having your players who've got the sort of mental strength to come back if Liverpool are really putting us under the cosh, the atmosphere's getting going, and maybe say they've gone 1-0 up, we need that mental strength as well. So Dave's saying pretty much the same side, maybe Danilo in for Laporte. Sterl- Sterling plays in the, at the with the Liverpool atmosphere? Yeah, I- We've played them twice this season. The first time we ended up thrashing them. But as we know, the first 25 minutes was quite testing. And I had a look at the um, the lineup from that game to remind myself. And Danilo played on the uh, left back. Mendy played in front of him. And Otto Mendy played on the left side of the centre-backs. Um, that game now the, our left side was under huge pressure from the world's greatest player uh, for the first half an hour of that game to whom are you re- referring Mohamed Salah alright we think he's well renowned as being oh. the, the greatest player players player of the year yes Exactly. Football writers, player Indeed. of the year, Ballon d'Or, nailed on. We think <laughs> exactly. for for, for exactly. Mo Salah, he's peerless. peerless. The so peerless Mo Salah. That game, that game turned on the red card, and then it, he was actually he was taken off at half time uh, for some reason, um, which I couldn't understand at the time. But we, so you know, that game was as it was, and we we ended up murdering them, and they were awful second half. Um, but Danilo was seriously compromised. Not Otamendi got a yellow card after about 10 minutes, I think. Um, so that was a big problem. And we also had Stones playing at the back as well that day. So what does that mean for, for Wednesday then? Well, what does it mean? Uh, in the 4-3 at Anfield, Stones and Otamendi were, were centre-backs. Delft started at left-back, got injured that game and was replaced by Danilo. That was in the pre-Laporte days. I think Laporte had just joined or was just about joining. Um, 
and in that game at Anfield we played with Gunduan and Fernandinho in the middle because David Silva was on the bench but didn't play and he was it was at the roundabout that time that he was he was pretty much unavailable um, and that Anfield game um, Stones was in his terrible period Fernandinho had probably his worst game of the season and Edison probably had his worst game of the season as well and that made a major contribution to the goals that they scored in that period when we just completely lost our heads and lost the game um, so what does that mean for tomorrow and who he plays well I I suspect that Laporte playing at left back was a bit of a trial for Wednesday night so maybe he plays I think the advantage of Laporte is that he's got some pace which would be highly desirable um, I don't think he's going to to make a major contribution as an attacking player but I don't think we necessarily need that from him particularly at Anfield in that game um, so I think that the big difference for Wednesday night will be um I hope and expect um, David Silva to play and Vincent Company to play. And Vincent Company is the big important um, player for me because he's yes, he's not got the pace, but he's got the mind, he's got the head for it, and he will hopefully be the real change in um, the performance that we had for my last and who, game. Who do you him. drop then to, to make way for for Company? Well, it, it, it won't necessarily be dropping someone because I think he's naturally a, a first ch- choice at the back now so it'll be him as opposed to Stones Otamendi's playing much better now than he was um, if we assume it's Laporte at left back uh, if we assume it's Walker at right back um, it then comes down to with Aguero not fit then it comes down to whether maybe he plays Gundogan and Fernandinho well, that's what I was going to raise to you. Your, th- your thoughts on that? Do- does he strengthen that kind of defensive midfield area? And Ron, just having Fernandinho, who's been peerless this season, to be fair, he's been <laughs> he outstanding. Has, has. Um, Except it, in that game at Anfield. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what, but he's been, think, pre- he's been pretty dear. He has for, for yeah. three or four seasons, to be fair. Do, 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 your view on that is that's another option he's got, I suppose, isn't it? Going back it to what you said before. Option, but I'm, I'm not sure I'd take it. I, I, think, I think we might go with the team that played on Saturday. Uh, two things about Liverpool uh, struck me in the two games he played. They fell apart, even though they had 10 men. They completely collapsed in that first game at uh, the Etihad. Uh, I've rarely seen a team with 10 men play as badly. I know it's difficult with 10 men, and against City it's ultra difficult, but they didn't do anything at all. They didn't look capable of doing And they also fell apart slightly in the second game. Uh, and their fans were blowing for the final whistle. Mm. Had that game gone on 10 more minutes, we'd have got a draw. So I don't think they've got a lot of bottle. And this business about, you know, the, the fury, the fire, the <coughs> fans, I'm not sure it's as as big a, a hurdle for us as, as they, they yeah, are but, making it. But, but, but they will build on it, won't we? They will oh, absolutely, see the, see, yeah, They'll sure, see the impacts sure. it's had, what the press have done. They, sure, they will, sure. The Scousers will make, make a meal of that, I would have thought. They make a lot of noise. They always do in all European games, but yeah. they don't win that many of them. They, you know, they've been beaten by some poor teams at home. Sure. I think <laughs> if you take the much lauded and much talked about front three, their <laughs> midfield... Does that include Mo Salah? It does, it does. He's brilliant, isn't he? He is, as one million Egyptian votes will testify. But, um, Excuse me? Explain. 
Um, there is a, an online rumour, and I believe it has some truth to it, that a lot of ballot papers were spoiled in the Egyptian election in Mo Salah's favour, which um, is, again, a testimony to his wonderful um, world-class footballing abilities that we've all enjoyed this season. So he came, he came third or something in the Egyptian election? I believe second. I believe he did particularly well. Good um, work. Let's hope he comes second in Player of the Year as well, but it's, uh, we might come yeah. on to that. Yeah. And tomorrow. And Wednesday. <laughs> Correct. Forever. But behind that front three... Their midfield starts to look very average. So you're talking Vinealdum, James Milner, who's not been a regular this season, Jordan Henderson, who is the punchline to most England selection jokes. Um, <laughs> I, I believe Emre Chan, who's the one decent one, is is not likely to play. We've got Fernandinho, David Silver, and Kevin De Bruyne, who can dominate the midfield. Their front three is not going to win the ball. Their front three is only dangerous if you're supplying them. So if we can win the game in midfield, which we should, because we have the best midfield in the league, potentially in Europe, I do not... You know, this is not something that we should be worried about. We have the quality, and we've proved pretty much every week we have the quality. And if... You know, Tony from Ellesmere Port wants to boo in the stands. Fine, you know, we can we win it on the pitch by having the best midfield. That's how this game will be won. Listen, if you're listening, Tony, uh, let, come back to us and let us know what you think. We're at City Podcast. Uh, Tony from Ellesmere Port. Good, it'll be good to hear from you. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I think you're 100% right. We've got nothing to be scared of and we've got the players that could beat anybody. I think the difference with Liverpool, uh, and to be fair to them, you know, quite how they've managed to end up so far behind us, I'm not quite sure. They just they just cannot be consistent across a season. But they're a very good team. And the reason why they're a danger to us is that what they will try to do is bypass that uh, the midfield as much as they possibly can. They won't be afraid to knock balls long. And they're just going to play on the break as much as they possibly can. Because that's what they're very, very good at. Um, and that's when our defence, who... You know, very, very good. But our, you know, the way that we play is that we rely on not having our defence under a great deal of sustained pressure. And when they get under a deal of sustained pressure, they do tend to concede goals. Um, and they've got some very, very good attacking players. So we can't underestimate them. And we've got to take. I think we've really got to try and take advantage of what we've got, which is the first leg away, and just um, um, come out of that uh, that game with a really good opportunity for the second leg and not not do something horrendous. With that in mind, I put it out there uh, on Twitter to our listeners, uh, any questions they might have for tonight that they want discussed. And, and one came in from our friend Bolt from Blue. Uh, what tactics will Klopp attempt to use to outwit Pep? And what accommodation will Pep make for Klopp? Any thoughts on that sort of two-part question anybody I think by and large both managers managers will go their own way Pep will attack Klopp will attack let's see what happens I don't think I don't think Guardiola is suddenly going to be turned into Mourinho and part the bus and get a nil-nil that's Mm. not in his DNA so he's going to play like the way we played and Klopp will he he think the same he's also it's not going to be nil-nil it's not going to be nil-nil is it? it might be but I don't think it will be he He's going to play like he did in the first in the game at Anfield. Yeah, I think there's going to be sustained pressure down our flanks. I think on one side you've got Andrew Robertson, who's hit a good vein of form, the left back puts in a very good ball. You've got 
Sadio Mane, you've got uh, Mo Salah, I play sw- switching mm. round. You've got um, He's good. Who- whoever they choose to play at right backs, I believe um, Joe Gomez is uh, is injured. But um, you know they they're going to put they're going to they're going to target the flanks. Our full backs are not our strength. That's what they're going to do. So we need to keep it in the centre. Do you agree with Stuart that? Pep's not going to change anything. He's going to play exactly the same way he's done all season. Keep the ball, move it quickly, get it back off them. Completely agree. Or, and, and attack, and, if, and the only way to if play. If their front three don't have the ball, they can't do anything. So we keep possession, we're fine. Yeah, I mean, Klopp was very, very clear in his press conference on Tuesday, I think it was. Um, he basically said, look, you know, we press high in defence. We want to move the ball quickly. That's what we do. That's what they don't like. Um, and that's what we're going to do in the game at Anfield. He said it. He was very clear. And what does good look like at the end of the game? Bear in mind, this is a two-legged affair. Uh, as we know, away goals count double and all that stuff. Is it keeping a clean sheet? Is it winning? Is it only losing by one? What, what, what does good look like? What do we take back to the Etihad in a few days' time? Well, a goal would be fantastic. An away goal... Um I think we're going to Not go out and try to win. I think we're going to try and win the game. There's no question about that. And that's, you know, that's, that's the way he plays. So it's just about winning. Players, like, like so 4-3 four, three, four, three will do you, will it? Three away goals, you'd be happy with that? Well, I want us to win. 4-3 would do you? Oh, 4-3 for us. So yeah. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, even the three away goals. Oh, sorry, of course we're... <laughs> <laughs> we're winning. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. Three We'd home like goals and then exactly. to Liverpool. So is it, so is it about away, away goals or just about winning? No, it's about winning. Yeah. Score draw or better. I think we need a goal to take away with us. Take from. Score draw, a win. Do you go for a lose? A, a soft lose? <laughs> score <laughs> draw. Score, score draw, but I'll be controversial and say I'd secretly like us to be maybe a goal down in the first leg so that we can come back and roar to victory. At, You'd uh, like us week. to be a goal down? You're outrageous. I, I would like us to roar back to victory after having to uh, listen to a week's worth of, of triumphalism. Uh, you know who's going to score if we lose. Cracking you know one, of those, score. one of those great European nights at the Etihad that we all know so well. <laughs> the game against Basel. Uh, should, we look f- should we look forward then to the weekend as well? Because we play the. Are we playing at the weekend? Play the Red Bastards. Oh. Um, Ian Wright um, yeah. wrote a piece this morning or yesterday saying that he, he wonders how many United fans will turn up <laughs> because well because if we beat them mm. it's their doomsday and I've said before we should lock them in you know make them <laughs> watch the celebrations because for safety reasons they have to be locked in the ground they cannot be That's left good. to wander That's a outside great idea it's got to be done but Guardiola's talking about playing some uh, I don't not say fringe players but not his full side but it all depends it it totally depends exactly if we win at Liverpool (laughs) 29-0 I'll just go with me for a minute we play the women's team well exactly (laughs) if we we get the Nick Goldstone result if we lose like Nick wants us to yeah he does yeah yeah, which I'll talk to him last last time he's on the show we get his uncle on the show or his cousin we've got the rest of the family but he's the last time he comes on exactly then obviously it's a different proposition isn't it in terms of team selection, or, or not. I mean, is it a case of we win them both and he's going to just pick the best available to squad? They've had two weeks off in, in Abu Dhabi playing golf on sun lounges. I think it comes... Sipping pina coladas. <laughs> it comes down, quite simply, to who's tired. You know, he shouldn't it, be tired. He doesn't, he doesn't look- allow players to be tired. I think, I, I'm, I'll go out on a limb here and say he will pick his strongest team... For both games? Yes. Nick, is that right? Is that going to happen? There might be one change or two max. 
But I, I honestly don't know. You know, the, the, I, you know, there's there are there's a fair few players who probably won't start on Wednesday night. Bernardo, John Stones, Gundogan, possibly um, Aguero. If he's if he is if he is fit, you know, they could that's all already fe- they could then feature that, on, that, on that's other already weekend. four that you could potentially put in for the United game. Would I want him to? Other than Aguero, well, not. I want him to play the strongest team in all yes. the games without a yes. shadow of a doubt. Yes. The question everybody's asking is this whole issue of how important is it to win against Stratford at the, to win the league with however many of their supporters turn up to, to win against <laughs> them at the Etihad. It's, it's enormously, is that, is that, is, it's enormously is it important? important. Yes. It, it probably time. will it's never a, happen again in our lifetime. It's a once-in-a-lifetime yeah. scenario. And I think but, Guardiola knows that. But why is, it, think, hold on, why is it so important? I don't understand why that is so important. We just want to win the league. We'll it, win the league. Okay, let's turn the question on its head. What, what would you think if we had to travel to wherever they play and they won the league by beating us would you not be the most upset person on earth of course i'd hate it but well there you go yeah but but well. nigel doesn't want us to win it that game because he's going to spurs the week after he wants us well, to well that's it. disgusting that isn't the, that isn't the, that is true but that isn't the reason that, that it i would rather and this is my reason actually not that my reason is i would rather win liverpool nick wants us to lose against liverpool i don't <laughs> i want us to win that and give us the best chance so to play the kids and let's say it's tighter than 27 nil Right. Therefore, we play, a, you know, a, make a few changes, rest a few players. He did that in the in the League Cup against United, and it did not work out. And the fans hated it. He didn't. I don't think he realised. I'm not saying seven changes. I'm not suggesting that. No, no. But I don't think he realised at the time how much it means to City fans to beat whoever they're sure. called. But I, I, you couldn't call me not a City fan. I'm not. I'm genuinely. I don't no, know why. I'm genuinely not that bothered because well, we'll win. The, we'll be. win the league. All right, that's good. Let, let us know what you think at City Podcast. I'll be interested to hear what people think. I'm saying I'm not that bothered. We're going to win the league. Let's win it. But let's also let's also get through to the semi-final of the Champions League safely. Uh, uh, Dave, uh, do you, who, who are you with? Are you with I'm Stuart? with you on this. You're with me. There's one thing that will annoy them more than us winning the league against them, and that is us winning the Champions League, the one trophy we've not got yet. Okay. That's the thing that says Manchester City are at the top table of teams in Europe. It's the one thing they can still throw at us, isn't it? Yeah. To be fair. Exactly. They, have, they have won it once or twice. We haven't. And of course, this. there's a fantastic outcome that we could beat them with a second string team and win the league. That That'd would be, be great. the that dream. Even better, yeah. no, nothing yeah. will give me a all eyes on you. I'm leaning towards <laughs> a weakened team now. Oh, okay. There we go. Are you, are you with... Stuart's coming around to my way of thinking. Mr. Lose against Liverpool very person. Valid, very, very, very right um, points. I think that's absolutely right. I think you're, that winning the Champions League would destroy them but of course there is nothing to say that we can't play our strongest team in all the games and win all of them and there is nothing to say that we will beat Liverpool either way anyway and even if we do whether we go on to win the Champions League the one point I would make is that we've just had the best part of a month off um, and I don't really see why these players should not be able to play in all of those games I agree and, and Guardiola is a, a momentum type of manager he wants to keep it going and he doesn't allow players to rest De Bruyne has started every single Premier League game this season gone off the boil a bit hasn't he last few games no <laughs> he's peerless <laughs> oh no that's Mo Salah sorry <laughs> my, su- my suspicion is and you know the the reason I'm I'm with you on this Nigel is the moment we will find out that these players have been overexerted or aren't working at 100% is probably about 60 minutes into the game 
on Tuesday, the second leg at home, which is the one time if Liverpool are pushing for something, if we're in a position where Liverpool are pushing for something, that's when we need to be on it. Well, just bear in mind, Liverpool have got to play Everton at the weekend as well. You know, yes. They've got exactly yeah. the same situation. OK, they're not playing for the league, but they've got a big derby game. And they uh, they will them. probably yeah. play, you know, I guess it will, they're more likely to play a weaker team in that Everton game. Um, than we are, yeah. To if save they, themselves for the second leg. If they but smell blood, they will the sacrifice that game. And, you know, whatever, whatever happens, you can't change all 11 players. Um, so you're only going to be changing a certain number. You know, you're still going to have at least half of your team who's got to play all of those games, pretty much. Um, so there's no easy, there's no easy uh, solution. But I would go back and say that they've, 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 they've basically hardly played a game for a month until the weekend. There's no reason why they shouldn't be up for up for these games. So let's just look forward. Let's fast forward. I don't know, sort of ten days or so, and take in the second leg as well. And what is your prediction then? What situ- Will we be in a situation in 10 days' time? So before the Spurs game, uh, we play them <laughs> at Wembley, ticket, yeah. which, I, which I'm, I'm going to, of course. Uh, we've got a situation. Is it that the magnificent Manchester City Football Club have won the Premier League at the Etihad against Stratford and have progressed through to the Champions League? Who's going for both of those dreams will come true? Are, are we all going with that? I'm or- going for that, but I don't think that... The Champions League game will be decided until maybe the last fifteen minutes at the end. But you think you think tight. across the two we'll win it over the two, and we're going to win uh, yes. at the yes. weekend yes. against yes. Stratford yes. as well. You're going with both as well. This season, yes. You've got to build. You've got to feel confident, haven't you? Because I think yes. the, the bookies. You're you're our betting man as well here, yes. Stu. The, the, the bookies have got us as favourites, have they? We are massively odds on to qualify for the semi-finals of the Champions League. We are odds on to beat United. Okay, so that's they don't often get it wrong, but. We were, we were odds on to beat Wigan, I think, as well, weren't we, in the FA Cup? Oh, we were, yes. <laughs> That's a one-off, come on. I let's, think, hope, let's hope we don't have another one-off, Dave. I think we will qualify from the Liverpool game. I think we will possibly get a draw at Anfield and win at the Etihad. I think we'll draw the derby at the Etihad with us having rested a number of players. I think Guardiola is ultimately a, a, a pragmatist. He is the MCFC pragmatist number two. And um, he is, you know, he's a... I think I think he'll be clever about this, and I I think if we really push on in the Champions League, we will be thanking him for it. Mm. Nick, final word for you, my friend. I suspect that you're that you're right on that, and I also think that that just that little um, tiny thought that w- they won't be able to get out of the backs of their minds for the United game that they they don't have to win it will mean that they'll there'll be slightly less chance of them actually getting a win in that game, unfortunately. Um, but I, I would hope that we do. And, and over the two legs against Liverpool? I think we'll beat Liverpool over two legs. Listen, a huge thanks to my three guests, Stuart Brodkin, to Nick Goldstone and to Dave Hodgson. This is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to
to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk and we're also available on all podcast platforms including iTunes, Acast and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.